Concrete Cowboys won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about Nerf. Nerf. <laughs> Nerf. It's squishy and it doesn't hurt when it you get hit in the face. Okay. Nerf is fun. It was really fun. It has a weird uh, backstory, but uh, but it's good. Nerf changed the way people play. You could play ball inside. I know. It's crazy. It's weird to also, think yeah. that at one point we couldn't play ball inside. We could, but there are repercussions. <laughs> Look at old okay. Bobby Brady. That's, that's Don't true. Play, Mom always said. Oh. Don't play ball in the house. Break that nose. Yeah. yeah. Nerf. Take yourself back to 1969. Yeah. February 24th, the Mariner 6 Mars probe is launched from the United States. It it visited Mars. Nice. It got it at the time got the most high-res photos of Mars uh, ever. It was back when we were on the moon. Everybody loved the space program. Yeah. It was captured the hearts and minds of America. We're going back. They're planning on, within five years, having somebody living on the moon. Yeah, but it's just depressing how little people care about the space program. It's like, I know. So what? We've been to the moon. Who cares? I, you know, I went to the, I think it's the Endeavor, the one that's down here in L.A. Yeah, the space shuttle. Station, the, that's at the Science Center. My parents were in town. I took them down there. And it is impressive. You really want to get back into the space program? Go hang out underneath the Endeavor for a while. Yeah, your folks were talking about it a lot when you got back. It was cool. It's really cool. That was, uh, I'm very excited to see it. I it like was, space. Yeah. It only took me 10 years to get there. <laughs> one of my very first memories is watching one of the moon landings. I think it was a 72. Landing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Wow. I remember. I totally remember sitting there. I remember the TV. I remember all of it. My first memory of the space shuttle program was a lot worse than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was 1986, and the Challenger didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, but you were, uh, you were old enough to know what was going on in 76. I mean, 86. 86. Yeah, like yeah. 10 or 11. Or no, I was eight, 8, but it was, yeah, it was, I just remember it being horrifying. Like, I, I loved space, and I was like, oh, my God, and it was the first time I saw a grown person cry. Was... This is like the third time you stole the story on this show. <laughs> I don't know how it always comes back to the space uh, shuttle crash, I, but, uh, you know, it's space. We talk uh, about it a lot. Yeah. Especially, I think the last time we talked about it, we talked about the horrifying fact that probably all the astronauts were alive until they had impact. With the ocean. Well, I'm glad you brought that back up. That, well, I uh, just wanted to make it as horrifying as possible. Uh, the other interesting thing about being at the Endeavor was that there was a whole other space shuttle that crashed that I completely forgot about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was in, like 20 years ago or something? Or yeah. 2000s? No or something. teachers on it, so. No one cared. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> March 22nd, UCLA wins its third consecutive NCAA basketball championship by defeating Purdue University 92-72. to Way to go, UCLA. Yeah, they were a powerhouse back then. Uh, you know it, why? Oh, why? Because of their coach. Uh, yeah. Coach Wooden, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was John Wooden. John yeah. Wooden. Yeah. I went to the John Wooden basketball camp. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. He was one of the best. Uh, he was. Couldn't throw chairs as far as Bobby Knight, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> April 8th, the Montreal Expos become Major League Baseball's first team outside the United States. So, I... I see. I get the sports stuff because Nerf is sportsy. What historical events do you do you have with Nerf? I mean, like I don't know I, exactly. I don't know. Uh, a lot of sports stuff. Uh, I don't know why I put the space thing in. I don't remember. I don't know. I, Mars is Nerf spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nerf starts with Rain Geyer, a game maker from Minnesota. Ugh, he spells his name R E Y N. Well, his dad spelled his name that way. He's Rain Geyer Jr. So, oh, yeah. You. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. you should let that name die. No, I. Although I kind of like it. I mean, Rain is an interesting name, and it's, Rain Geyer. it's spelled like it's yeah, like he looks. It looks French, but it's not. It seems like a French porn name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Rain Geyer. Due to the guys. Oh, okay. Uh, Geyer had success with a little game called Twister, released in 1966. Oh yeah. Do you remember Twister? Well. <laughs> I think we all remember Twister, Adam. It's still around today. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Twister was originally called Pretzel when pitched to Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley liked the concept but changed the name to Twister. Twister became a success when actress 
Eva Gabor played it with Johnny Carson on television's The Tonight Show on May 3rd, 1966. Okay, this is some, uh, some really weird stuff. We have, uh, <laughs> we have a game. You, you uh, spin uh, colors and you, you put your, your, your hands and your legs somewhere. I'm going to play with Eva Gabor. Yeah. Right. Hello, Johnny. Yes, we're going to play Twister. Okay. Put the cigarette out, Johnny. You'll burn the plastic. I'll slap you like I slap police officers. I don't know if that was her or sister. I think, I think that was a sister. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Ava. I want to say I think that she was probably more likely to have a cigarette in her hand uh, during did. playing Twister. Yeah. My favorite part about I know this is a little, this sure. tiny little speed bump, but one of my favorite things about watching those old talk shows is when the commercial comes back them like shoving the cigarette under the <laughs> desk or whatever and there's smoke yeah. everywhere from people you know and their drinks are like ooh put my whiskey down so yeah. adult back then with their cigs and the yeah. drinks yeah uh, however in Twister's success it was also controversial the company that produced it Milton Bradley was accused by its competitors of selling quote sex in a box yeah yeah cause you know if you touch another person you have to have sex with them that was the original name of Jack in the Box but uh not the restaurant, but you know the... Actually, it was the restaurant, too. They just decided to make burgers And then you know what would pop out? Sex. Mm-hmm. Wieners. Pure wieners. for you it was wieners. Yeah. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. That accusation is speculated to be because it was the first popular American game to use human bodies as playing pieces. Nice. It promoted sex. Well, I mean, come on. Naked Twister. Everybody talks about that. Oh, I'm... 100% guarantee there were lots of naked twister games yeah. happening. It's not attractive and it it's was always not the hippies comfortable and, and they were they didn't wash in a long time. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, pulling their twister yeah. game out of their it's backpacks. The, the one plastic thing they owned was the twister game. Okay. <laughs> the dirty hippie twister <laughs> documentary. You got to watch it. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, God. If it's not, it will be soon. In Smell-O-Vision. Uh-huh. In 1966, Twister was licensed to Nintendo for the Japanese market, where it was released as Twister Game. Clever. I just like the fact that Nintendo sold a version of Twister before they made yeah. video games. It was great. In 1984, Hasbro acquired the Milton Bradley Company, becoming Twister's parent company. Uh, Hasbro, Hasbro, we'll talk about this more in the Stepdad show, but Hasbro literally has bought almost every single toy company in history. Yeah, Hasbro is a... It's huge. It's a predator. Yeah, it's huge. In 1969, Rain Geyer was working on a caveman-themed game with his new toy company, Windsor Concepts. Timely. Yeah. <laughs> caveman game. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, one of his one of his team members began bouncing one of the game's FOMA rocks over a net. The designers realized that they were onto something and began developing a whole line of games based on foam balls. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Geyer initially took the concept to Milton Bradley, but they passed, so he approached Parker Brothers. Oh, them Parker Brothers. Oh. They had open minds. Man, Parker Brothers, man, my favorite board games growing up were Parker Brothers. Most people's. Yeah. I don't... There's not a lot of... Fact, what I, other board game company can you name? None. Yeah, the <laughs> None trying company. trying to think of anything. I don't, I don't... Anyway, I loved Parker Brothers. After long study and testing, we decided to eliminate everything but the four-inch foam ball. The Nerf ball was introduced as the... World's first official indoor ball. The name Nerf being a slang term for the foam padding used in off-roading. Uh, Nerf is an acronym meaning non-expandable recreational foam. And I did was... not know that. I did not know that. For 50 years, I did not know that. Uh, technically, I don't know if it's actually true. No. I, I, there's differing opinions. Nerf has never actually come out saying this. Well, what else would it be? I, I mean, know. where do you come up with Nerf? I don't know. Nerf. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it was used originally, the, the stuff that was became Nerf was used originally to cover the roll cages inside off-road cars. So, oh. so like all the, you know, you have the exposed frame and they would cover it in that so you didn't bang your head and get hurt yeah. while you were off-roading. Excellent. Thank you for uh, explaining yeah. padded roll cages. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. They were, that was Nerf. You didn't know that was Nerf. I didn't. I knew I knew about padded roll cages. Right, but you didn't know it was Nerf. Remember on your BMX bike, you could get those padded things yeah. for your bars? Yeah. That was Nerf. Especially, yeah, that one right across that would 
constantly cause you to maybe not have children? Yeah, we used to call it the ball busting bar, baby. <laughs> God, that was awful. Uh, yeah, I, I never designed. hit it super bad. I mean, I've hit every every kid who had a bike hit it. Yeah, but I had a friend, man. Oh, oh baby, yeah. Oh, he hit it so bad. It was like one of those things where. You like do a jump and your butt gets off the seat and then the bike came up and just rammed him so hard, so hard. He cried for I, he might have like had some serious. He's issues. still crying right now. He is. He is. Uh, yeah, there was always that one that one friend who got got it the worst. And if you always. don't know who that friend was, it was you. <laughs> Marketing slogans promise that one can throw it indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. You can't hurt babies or old people. It's almost like they were challenging you to yeah. do this. Well, that's all we did is we would throw it at babies and old people. Yeah. But we would insert rocks into the foam center. You were an awful person growing up. Just to give it a little heft. Just so it'd carry a little further. It still does not... <laughs> I'm kidding. I never did that, but I, I would do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with babies. Yeah. Well, you got to get them to shut up sometimes, man. They got to learn the hard the hard truth. The parents are teaching discipline to their babies. You just keep throwing it at them going, this is hard knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah, that's what I call them. So, so yeah. weird. I call the, my Nerf balls filled with rocks hard knocks. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to the school of hard knocks, baby. <laughs> they stop crying after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the first TV commercials for the balls were joint promotions with General Foods Kool-Aid drink mix. Weird. With Mickey Dolenz, Davy Jones, and Michael Nesmith of the Monkees playing with the balls on a living room soundstage. There's a lot of cultural icons coming together in one commercial there. Uh, Kool-Aid sponsored the 1969-70 to 70 Saturday morning reruns of the Monkees 1966-67 to 67 TV series. Hey, hey, we're the Monkees. People say we're monkey around. They, but we're too busy singing. I think they're too busy playing with Nerf. We're too busy playing <laughs> with Nerf. There you go. Uh, the ball filled a strong consumer need, and by the year's end, more than 4 million Nerf balls had been sold. It's so crazy. That was a time, though, man, when fads were weird. Yeah. Pet rocks. <laughs> Pet rocks, baby. People, Somebody put googly eyes on a rock. I don't even know if there were googly eyes on the rock. But people put a rock in a box, basically. It it's was like, pet. it's your pet. People were, I'm going to buy it. People bought a lot of rocks, man. People, you could have gone anywhere. It's like, uh, I'm going to sell you some air. Here's a box of air. Pet air. That, ooh, let's sell Gen X files. Pet air. <laughs> All right. Well, See if we can start a new we'll fad. Get to, get to work on that. Oh, Got to go back in time. People were dumb back then. Uh, I I really like the idea that it filled a strong consumer need. Like yeah, well, people are just yeah. clamoring for a ball I can throw around inside. Oh, good! I need a ball to throw at babies and old people, but I don't want to hurt them. I have this baseball, but I can't throw it inside. Uh, that'll hurt. That'll hurt babies, and that will definitely hurt old people. <laughs> I've gone through fourteen lamps in the last week, and two grandparents, and three babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just i mean apparently it did though because it sold like gangbusters well, every but look i don't know about then because i wasn't very Still aware young. yeah but uh but everybody had a nerf man yeah, and yeah. Every, every i know we're gonna get to it but everybody had a nerf football oh yeah i know i know i know that was yeah that was the, the very big thing uh it in fact it sold so well that the four inch ball was followed by a large version called the super nerf ball super nerf ball it was a seven inch ball and marked as competition size what does that even mean hey look <laughs> if you're gonna compete in the doggy dog <laughs> world of nerf you're gonna need something a little bit bigger this ball came out like 10 months after the original ball. Well, Had they set up com yes. competitions yes. by then? By then, there was a professional Nerf League. <laughs> I but mean, the balls were just, they needed something more competition-sized, Adam. It's brilliant marketing because I'm sure everybody was like, what? Mom, I, mom, I, I have mom, to compete. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> yes. Mom, mom. Yes, Jim. Mom, I need a Nerf competition-sized. But but you have a Nerf. Yeah, but, Mom, it's not competition size. You have a Nerf at home. But it's not a competition size, Mama. Mama, i got to compete. How much bigger is it? It's uh, seven inches. It's competition.
you should say mama good I'm gonna die yeah I I mean that that literally was a <laughs> look into the window in 1969 <laughs> of every kid wanting a competition sized nerf ball yeah Oh. Uh, after the plain old Nerf ball became a runaway hit, Parker Brothers contracted with Geyer to make the wider array, array of foam games that he had originally envisioned. Oh, he had a whole vision for Nerf. Oh, he did. He had a notebook filled with little pictures and diagrams with, like, F2 and references to that. F2? Yeah, CF2 oh, in the glossary oh. See, yeah. about dimensions and things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was his notebook. He accompanied by drawings of cavemen because that's all he could draw. Yeah. He still had an obsession. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, in 1972, a basketball game called Nerf Hoop was released featuring a small basketball hoop. Yeah, it's not Nerf Hoop. It's Nerf Hoop. Nerf Hoop. Nerf Hoop. Nerf Hoop. Nerf Hoop sounds like some weird planet in the Star Wars lore. We must go to Nerf Hoop. The Jedi are in trouble. <laughs> That's where Nerf Herders are from. They're from Nerf Hoop. The Scruffy Nerf Herders. Scruffy looking Nerf Herders. Nerf Hoop. Oh, my God. We need to call George Lucas. Uh, We're making a fan film, baby. Uh, I didn't realize that the Basketball Hoop was released in 1972 because I remember this. uh, Obviously, it was much later, but I didn't realize it was so much older. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an 80s thing. Well, because every human being on the planet had to have one. Everybody, everyone had a hoop on the back of their door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody did. I mean, it was just like it was almost like they handed them out yeah. in when you turned eight. <laughs> Here's your hoop and your nerf. Put your it right, on the back of your door. Right of passage. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to America. Uh, I always and there was a lot of movies that they always put them over trash cans. Yeah. So like when writers are writing, they'd crumble up their paper and they'd shoot the. the oh, that was in. Uh, um, uh, oh, God. Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead, no, no, no. yeah. Uh, one Crazy Summer. No, it was One Crazy Summer. Because he was hoops. Because hey, he was hoops. hoops. <laughs> hey, hoops. That's probably the first time I remember it in, in pop culture was, was during... Uh, they didn't use Nerf with it. They used paper. No, they were misusing paper. the basket. Well, at that point, you know, it had been out for 15 years at that point. Everybody has. I, I, I think people still have them. Yeah. I'm sure that they're still sold. I mean, I mean how many games of Nerf... Basketball, did you play in college? Like, we would play it on our knees. Like, we would all be on oh, our yeah. knees and play a game of basketball to make it more interesting. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> played. It was fun. <laughs> Great. Sue me. I had Great. a good time in college. What do you want? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the Nerf football, as mentioned by Jim earlier, developed by longtime NFL kicker Fred Cox, was also released in 1972, quickly becoming Nerf's most popular ball. Oh, Jesus. Because everybody could throw one. That was the best thing. The one thing that I will say about Nerf that was so amazing, well, it was a great equalizer mm-hmm. to fishy-armed dudes who couldn't throw balls. And yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. a great oh, no, athlete, I same. but I could spiral that. Yeah, you, oh yeah. You could and it was more fun to play cuz the thing about playing sports a lot of times for little wormy guys I was a wormy guy yeah. is we were afraid to get hit in the face with the ball. Oh, you man. know? Like once you get a baseball to the face or something to the face and you're like okay, it's not that bad and then you get on with it. But that first initial before you get yeah. hit in the face, so scary. And I was yeah. scared of the ball until I got hit in the face with the ball and then but with the nerf no fear. You get yeah. hit in the face. It's just like, oh, who cares? I was in second or third grade, and uh, during recess, I was in Catholic school, and I remember the someone threw a football. And it was one of my classmates, so it wasn't like a, an adult or anything. But that thing spiraled down, and the, I was my back was to them, and they were like, look out. And I turned around, and it hit me square in the solar plexus. Oh my God. And I went down, <laughs> and I thought I was dying. Holy crap. Like, I could a not, real football or Yeah, nerf? a real football. Oh, man. I could not catch my breath. I literally – it was – I was like seven or something, and I literally thought I was dying. You're lucky they didn't break off that tip of your sternum. And oh, it was shove bad. It, into your heart. it was bad. But I, but after that, it's part of the reason I didn't play sports because that just freaked me out so bad that I, don't I was blame like, you. Uh, I got popped. I was too close to a dude when we were playing baseball, and when he went into his backswing, he oh, nailed no. me with the baseball bat. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! In the face! In the face. <laughs> oh god! It didn't get me that bad, really, because it caught me underneath the nose. I think I got a fat yeah, lip. That doesn't make it better. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> was, that kind of stuff happened all the time, man. Like, yeah. you, I remember so many kids got, like, broken, at least fingers, but a lot of broken yeah. arms and stuff in yeah. recess. Like, recess was a danger it was, zone. It was. 
It was I, a death camp. Shortly, not shortly after that, but a few years after that, my brother was into Taekwondo, which he's still heavily into Taekwondo. He's very good at martial arts. But I was like, no, I'm going to try this. And like the second day I was in training for Taekwondo, my brother did a spinning kick and broke his wrist on somebody's head. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah. It, it's, it was, yeah. Uh, stay away from that. Yeah. But if that kid had thrown a Nerf football at me, I would not have felt like I was dying. You probably still would have hurt if it hit you right in the sternum. It probably yeah. would have knocked I mean, your breath but it wasn't, out. It's, just an, it, it's not as weighty, and it, it, was, it was just... It was the first time I was ever that close to real football. Man, it just freaked me out. It would have been awesome if you caught it, threw it back. And it was like, that's the quarterback we need. And that was the day I realized I was not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did play basketball for a while. Well, then you were an athlete, Adam. No, I, I averaged one point per season over two seasons. Hey, that's more great. than zero. Yeah. Hey, if you played on a team, it you did. were an athlete. I, I got a lot of fouls. <laughs> I was an athlete. I wasn't a good no. athlete. My mom pretty much forced me to play sports yeah. in memory yeah. of my father. He was a yeah. big football player. But my oh, stepdad, yeah. I mean, you learn sports from your dad, mostly, I think. I, my dad's not a sports guy. My stepdad was a gun guy. He was not a sports guy. Uh, I never once threw a ball with him, ever. Yeah. But my mom, she was an athlete. She was a good she, athlete yeah. as a child. And she could throw a football like nobody's business. And wow. she thought, taught me how to throw a football oh, and that's baseball. Awesome. And she would play with me in the... In the, uh, oh, that's awesome. So that was like, you know, I had a lot of respect for female athletes at a young age oh, because my mom. Your mom was yeah, was good. My stepdad yeah. was a dumpy dumps. <laughs> sitting there watching his gross movies. Yeah. No, not gross movies. He had a good taste in movies. Yeah. My, my dad was not a big sports guy. He, he liked NASCAR. That was his. He liked cars. That was his big thing. It's either guns, cars, or sports. Yeah. Sometimes all three. Yeah. Yeah, it can be, for sure. You know? And that's, that's not the guy you want as a dad. Guy I mean, who's guns, <laughs> sports, and cars. Woo. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. From down deep in Missouri there somewhere. <laughs> Stepdad was, he got into cars. He started restoring cars. So he was guns, cars. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even, like, he wasn't, my dad wasn't big into, like, restoring cars and stuff. It's just, I guess technically NASCAR is a sport. I mean, it was interesting to me. It was definitely a team kind of thing. Like, sure. it was always interesting watching the guys the fix the cars up round. in 20 seconds and they take off. Round like and round. Yeah. Round and round and round. Round, 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 and round. Turn and left. Yep. <laughs> Round and round you go. You're a circular driver. Is that is that the truth? Yeah, it's more of an oval, but yes. <laughs> but it was great. I it, it made my it, it actually made me appreciate sports. Well, uh, you need stuff to, to bond degree. with your father yeah. with or your it's stepfather, great. and you know I bonded with my old man through John Wayne movies and shooting guns and loading yeah. ammunition and stuff. Yeah, it was great. When they were here, like, we went down to the Science Center over by the Endeavor, and they we were right by the Coliseum, and they did an indoor NASCAR race there. Not indoor, but a NASCAR race at the Coliseum, and my dad was so excited about it and nice. because it was like the place is so tiny, and he was like, where do they put everything? But, you know, they're doing it again in February. But uh, Tiny little NASCARs. They're, <laughs> they're like those little one-six scale cars that the little kids drive. Yeah. Little toddlers. Yeah. They're, it's messy because the toddlers don't drive very well. Do you know, uh, to throw back to Hot Wheels, that is where the Hot Wheels race is going to be at the end of your movie at the Coliseum. Yes! Where they're racing around. There you go. Because they'll look like normal-sized cars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put that in my notebook. So speaking of kickers, I just want to talk about Fred Cox for a little bit because his life was fascinating. Uh, Fred Cox played for the Minnesota Vikings from 1963 to 1977. When he retired, he was the second leading scorer in the NFL. Uh, Of course, he doesn't even crack the top 20 scores now. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, there's been so many people playing. But it's, it's, uh, and a lot of guys have had a longer career than he has. But they're all kickers. That's that's what I love about the NFL. The leading scorers of all time are all kickers. Well, yeah. Because they either score a point or they don't. Their whole job is scoring points. And I mean, they could have upwards. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Cox became a licensed chiropractic practitioner in 1972 after receiving a degree from Northwestern. He has stated that his $100,000 a year salary he received from his practice was almost twice what he earned per year in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You didn't get paid (laughs) deke back then. It Uh, was not what it was today. No. At all. It was I just, just love the like fact a bunch of dirty dudes. He was a chiropractor, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, I'm making good money now." And that was that that was a new profession in the '70s. That was the new like yeah. that, yeah. And nutritionist, you know, having a health right. food store, right. you know, that was kind of the new thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Therapist, yeah, that nutritionist. was nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> 
but they're nothing compared to the royalties he received from the sale of tens of millions of Nerf footballs. Yeah, if he even got just a penny from that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was marketed as the pro-grip football with raised markings on it, making it easier to catch. And throw, because I, I remember yeah. you put your two... I don't know how to throw a spiral. I do know how to throw a spiral at him with a football. Do you? Yes. I don't. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's finger placement on the laces. Right, but that's what... Yeah. But well, these had these grooves that made it just, like, so yeah, easy yeah. to throw a spiral. It spins so easily. The Nerf football actually represented a bit of a technical change for the product line. Parker Brothers made the original Nerf balls by spinning foam on a lathe and cutting it with a piece of hot wire. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Making the football, on the other hand, entailed pouring liquid foam into a mold. The resulting ball had a thick outer covering that helped it behave like an ordinary football. Yeah, and then it would always crack. And then you start, yeah. it was like a scab, man. Once you got that first peel, <laughs> then you started peeling it all off. Yeah. And then, ma'am, ma'am, and then it, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. Yes. Ma'am. Yes. I need another Nerf football. I picked all we, this coating we, off of it. We have a Nerf football at home. No, I picked the coating off of it, Mom. It why, doesn't work anymore, Mom. Why would you do that? I don't know, because I just, I'm, I have, because your dad, you and dad got divorced. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, my life's awful. But I need a new football. Okay. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> By the time the 80s rolled around, Parker Brothers had started making things like Nerf pool, Nerf ping pong, and of course, Nerf table hockey. Yeah, none of those really took off. No. Uh, Nerf pool was dumb. Because you need a little heft on a ball. Yeah, they you know? have to be heavy. I mean, that's, it's like it would be like having Nerf bowling. Like, what would be the point? And do you remember? Do you remember playing with your Nerfs in a pool? Did you ever do that? Well, you were from Idaho, so you probably or Iowa. Sorry, you probably <laughs> didn't do a lot of swimming. I've known you for almost twenty years, <laughs> and you still can't remember I don't where know. I'm they're from. Ohio, Ohio, or something. One of yeah. those flyover states. All very completely different states. Yeah, something in the Midwest. I don't know, and not so, even near each other. Yeah, close enough. And uh, but you guys didn't swim a lot. So, but did you ever? Play? Yeah, we swam a lot. There was water in Iowa. Really? I thought it was just yeah. you guys swam in like corn. Yeah, there's a lake. storm corn, lake uh, silos. There's, there's all these lakes. Yeah, we would just swim in corn <laughs> silos. <laughs> it was real dusty. Yeah, people died doing that. I know. It's, yeah. That's why it was dangerous. You had to have a lifeguard. Doesn't matter. We had to do it somehow. Yeah, you didn't have water. <laughs> so do you remember <laughs> playing with your nerves? Yeah, and, and they it would end get, up in a pool. Yeah. Right, but that's when you would get hurt because if your football got like just you, – you'd just dunk enough, it, right? Yeah. You'd have enough little cuts in it so the water would seep in and it would just be become heavy, like heavy yeah. as a bowling ball. And that's when you threw it at somebody. Oh, I think I busted a friend's nose accidentally with a – Again, Why? again. It was you were an awful child. No, man. I was no different than any other child. It was ruthless back then being a child. I, it was all – look, only 14% of children in, <laughs> that were born in the 60s and 70s survived. It was a uh, it was a tough time, baby. Yeah, yeah. A lot of nerf deaths. <laughs> unreported. Unreported nerf oh, deaths. underreported, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the company even started a line of nerful action figures that looked like anthropomorphic Nerf balls. No. Uh, I don't even remember those. Nerful. When were they? When were they made? Uh, sometime in the early 80s. Really? Yeah. None of these obviously would be successful as the original ball or the football. Uh, yeah, they, they were just action figures made from Nerf. It was weird. That sounds completely not fun. What do you do with them? Throw to people. their faces? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In 1983, they released the Nerf Baseball, finally allowing living room baseball for the first time. The company continued to add to the Nerf line until they handed control to Kenner Products, a sister company. Well, you know what, though? Because uh, he was so determined to get his caveman game built, Mm -hmm. the Nerf Baseball, the club, was a caveman club. Oh. Actually, I think there was a caveman club. Uh, nerf thing. Th- there was well, they I mean they had the big bats, but like they do, they do make Nerf bats. It was like, and I might be crazy, but you remember Captain Caveman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Caveman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was. I think a, there was a Captain Caveman like, like Nerf. Uh, oh, that's toy very possible. Crossover yeah. thingy. It's very possible. It sounds. I may have made it up. It may be a Mandela I'm effect. Guessing, I'm guessing it probably existed it might, somewhere. Might be one of those marshmallow effects, but... <laughs> marshmallow <laughs> effects. All right. In 1987, Kenner was bought by the Tonka Corporation, which itself was purchased by Hasbro in 1991, which then became the owner of Nerf. Oh, man. Kenner? 
Star Wars figures. Yeah. They were the best. Yeah. Still looking at some right now. Origis. Yeah. Tonka. Oh, Tonka trucks. trucks. Man, those trucks. Everybody loved Tonka trucks. It's so crazy how little boys, for the most part, I'm sure there's little girls too, but at least when I was a little boy, we were just so fascinated with trucks. The one thing I will say about my stepdad that was really cool was because he was a general contractor, he had like backhoes and dump trucks stuff and big big machineries yeah. and yeah. when i was a little kid he would take me to the job site and let me ride around on the side oh. of the backhoe while it was digging stuff up and oh that's those, awesome yeah so i have to give him props for that because those were some awesome wow movies. yeah because when you're a little kid the you're like it's like playing with giant trucks yeah you know and i'm yeah. like you know grabbing the thing yeah and it was just like he's like pull that lever yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah and it was not my stepdad that was driving it was like yeah. the driver driver i think he did one time or two times drive it with me. But but it was just like, it was like playing with big trucks. Yeah. It was so yeah. much fun. Oh, that's cool. Tonka. Super super jelly of that. That's that's awesome. Well, give you a few instances that won't make you jealous. <laughs> Pick up for it if you want. That's true. That's true. Oh, I've heard plenty. I've heard plenty. Yeah. Uh, in 1989, the introduction of the Power Drencher, the original name for the Super Soaker, revolutionized the world of water blasters. Power Drencher. Yeah, I'm really glad they changed that name. <laughs> super Soaker is kind of gross, too. Yeah, actually, yes. It's just because Super Soaker is so much more common. Well, you're used to it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. Invented by Lonnie Johnson, an aerospace engineer from Atlanta, Georgia. This, Lonnie Johnson. This blaster, later named the Super Soaker 50, used patented air pressure technology, result, resulting in the ability to shoot large quantities of water further and faster than any other product on the market. Uh, super Soaker is good, but we need a little something extra, a little zhuzh. A little booja booja booja. Let's 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 call it the fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Why not the hundred? No. We need something for the next year. We have to be able to grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Williams, you get a raise. <laughs> Yay. Entering the nineties, the name was changed to the Super Soaker brand, and in twenty ten the brand joined the Nerf family. Oh, they were destined to be together. They were. That same year, Nerf released the Blastaball, which was literally a potato gun that shot Nerf balls with air pressure out of a tube. Yeah. Do you remember the Blastaball? I do, actually. And they were like just regular Nerf balls. Yeah. It wasn't like anything special. No, no. It was just a tube that, that had a, a pump in it that you could yep. just shoot things out of. <laughs> Didn't hurt anybody. Wasn't any fun. <laughs> no, no. In 1991, Nerf introduced the Bow and Arrow, which shot Nerf projectiles. Uh, the next year, Nerf transformed the arrows into bullet-like projectiles, and the first Nerf gun, the Nerf Dart Blaster. It looked like a huge sci-fi pistol, uh, if you remember the Nerf Dart Blaster. I do, and I also... Well, I'll get into it, but keep going. Okay. Uh, it was around this time that Hasbro introduced the tagline, It's Nerf or nothing. Yeah, that was all through the 90s. It no, was right. just constantly... Yeah. For me, it was Nerf or nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, Over the years, Nerf has continued to expand the line, adding new looks to existing products with uh, later lines of Nerf products ranging from sports balls and foam dart blasters to video games and accessories. So, okay. So my friend Alex, Mm -hmm. uh, we were roommates for a while, Mm -hmm. and he had one of those uh, blasters that had like 30 darts in it. And you like crank it up or whatever, and then you pull the trigger and it just basically shoots all the darts at you really quick. Like a machine gun or whatever. Yeah. So this is how it started. So it started with that, and we'd shoot that at each other's face. And then or just shoot it at each other. And then I think at the 99-cent store or something, we found – you remember those little disc guns? Mm -hmm. They shoot little, like, plastic discs. Mm -hmm. And and then we also had the little pellet guns that shoot, like, little plastic pea-sized pellets. Yeah. And so it got to the point where we were armed, and we would come at each other, and we would – be like two inches from each other's face, gun face to face, gun to gun, you know, like a standoff. We watched a lot of John Woo movies back then. And so we're sitting there and then all of a sudden somebody would be click and they would shoot and then it would start. And then we would shoot each other. And then it it, it, it evolved into we would turn all the furniture over, turn all the lights off and then hunt each other with these things. And then we got to the point where we just cut out all the middleman and we stood in doorways and took these heavy uh, frisbees and we were both really good frisbee players at the time. We played every day, mm-hmm. you know, after work or whatever. We would mm-hmm. go to the thing, play frisbee. We would huck these frisbees at each other as hard as we could, and you couldn't move out of the doorway or we'd lose a point. I don't know how these things scored, but it would just—you'd get welts. It was so dumb. 
So yeah, that all sounds awful. It was awesome. I don't know. It does sound awful, but it was uh, so much fun. Having recently been shot in the face with a Nerf gun, I'm going to disagree. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was a mistake on my part. But uh, no, it was just one of those times. That's when you're a young man and you have a lot of hormones and maybe you're not meeting as many ladies as you should. <laughs> So you got to take out the energy somehow, and we did it by trying to murder each other and causing enough pain for each other to uh, to distract from our loneliness. Apparently, I never had that problem. No, you're a lovable guy. <laughs> so Nerf produced video game accessories for the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo DSi, the DS Lite, the 3DS, and the Wii. Uh, Visionary Media Inc. released the first-person shooter Nerf Arena Blast, or NAB, sometimes Arena Blast, in 1999. Uh, EA Games, in association with Hasbro, released the 2008 video game Nerf Endstrike and its 2009 sequel Nerf Endstrike Elite. Both games featured the Switch Shot EX3, which doubles as a functional dart blaster and a Wii remote accessory. It's all dumb. I'm sorry. But the whole point about Nerf is shooting each other in real IRL. Well, that's what that's just what the Switch Shot EX3 well, yes, you functions have, as both. It's got double duty, but what I'm saying is a Nerf video game just seems really dumb. It's like, to me, a video game where you read a book or something. It's like, you know, it's something so much better in real life that seems to, you know, diminish if you're doing it in video games. I was never a big fan of any Nerf video games I played because of that main reason. Yeah, because Nerf is a... Nerf is all about connection, man. Nerf is about playing with somebody else. And Nerf, the beauty and the wonderful thing about Nerf is that it... Gave people that were usually not the greatest athletes a chance to be better or a chance to at least play. Right. And everybody could play with Nerf. Everybody could throw a Nerf football. And if they couldn't, by the end of the day, they could. Right. Right. You know, that was what was beautiful about it is because we all could have fun. Yeah. And it was, I mean, a lot of people, they don't throw a baseball or they toss a football because they're just afraid of getting hit. Or they just don't know how to throw a football. It's not easy. You don't have to worry about it with Nerf. You know, you can get hit in the face. It may sting a little bit at first, but it's not going to be like a baseball to the face. Exactly. It's less fear. It's more fun. It's more inclusive. Yeah. In June 2019, Raw Thrills released the Nerf arcade game. Arcades everywhere. Game Mill Entertainment published Nerf Legends, a first-person shooter game released on November 19th, 2021 for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series XS. How did I miss every one of these games? I've literally never heard of Nerf Legends. No. I have no idea. I have missed them all. I, in 2021, an online multiplayer first-person shooter titled Nerf Strike was developed by the gang Stockholm and released by Metaverse Team under license from Hasbro, Hasbro on the online platform Roblox. Hasbro! Uh, Ro- Roblox? Roblox. Yeah. It's a game. That's another thing that I have... I, I keep hearing about Roblox. I keep hearing it's, you- it's good and it's bad and somehow it's some sort of Chinese uh, infiltration I, thing. Yeah. My, I, my nephews play it, so I know it? about Roblox. It's essentially like Grand Theft Auto, but for children. Ooh. Like, it's it's like this open world where you can go in and play, like, individual games with friends. Uh, it's it's a very much like a... Uh, um, Children's social like media Like a pay-to-play thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, like, you can play and earn stuff, but it definitely encourages... Like, I had, my nephew got in trouble because he took my dad... My dad my, took my brother's credit card and bought like 50 bucks worth of stuff. Ooh, and, not good kid. And man, he did got in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it was bad. But they would they play this Roblox all the time, but like they were so excited cuz you build up your character sure. and like you have different characters, but there's different games you can play and like it is evil enough. This is my personal opinion. In-game transactions are evil enough. Loot yeah. boxes yeah. and that kind of stuff, it yeah. preys upon, especially loot boxes, it preys upon that part of our brain that yeah. gets into addiction and, uh, oh, yeah. and gambling. But that kind of crap, for a kid's game, yeah. no. you yeah. got to make that stuff either free or you earn it through playing. Yeah. But, you know, that pay-for-play stuff for kids' games, that's evil. And that's I, dangerous. I know. I think last Christmas I got... Uh, my younger nephew a uh, like a twenty dollar Roblox gift card. Oh wow! Like it was one of those like, all right, man, we'll you know do this legally. <laughs> Don't just steal money. But that's the thing. I mean, your nephews are good kids. Yeah, you know, it's it, not it like is... he's a he's a rebel. He's not like no, he's a no. he's a bad Fonzie. No, he's no. A, he's they're, a good kid. They're good kids. But it's this 
game that it's it is you know. highly addictive. And look, I am not a video game. <laughs> you know, good Christ, I've been playing video games since no. I was a baby. Sure, but, sure. But I am way against predatory practices oh, yeah, on these yeah. video games, and especially this kind of stuff. Because kids are more susceptible to it. Plus, you know, it's like, well, my friends have it. All my friends are leveled yeah. up to level 15. Well, he, and he's got this up to 15. thing. Yeah, he's got this thing that I can't earn for another, like, three weeks. Right. I'm like, I need it now. Or it's... I can't play with them. Right. They're moving on right. without me. And it's and it gets to this situation where it's a, like a class system. And it just, it's a bunch of BS. I, when I found out a couple years ago they were playing this and, and the whole, like, you know, oh, yeah, you can earn it, but it's much easier just to buy it. And their attitude was just, we're just going to buy it. And I was like, How lazy. As, as an uncle and as a video game player, I was like, no, you earn it. Well, look. Like, play the game and earn it. We play Grand Theft Auto Online. Mm-hmm. And that is probably comparable to that because you can buy yeah. shark cards and people can pay real money to get fake money to buy houses and right. cars and right. guns and whatever that you need. We've, I've been playing this game. We've been playing this game mm-hmm. since, what, 2013? Yeah, 2012 or 2013. Yeah, yeah. so about 10 years. Yeah. I, we have never spent a penny. And, I, and, we, and you know, no. I, have, I purchased the PS5 upgrade, but that was what ten bucks in the last yeah. ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we buy the game, but I'm yeah. saying you never bought a no, shark no, card no, or no, never no. had to pay to play to get by. You know, because they have these updates every couple of twice a year. Yeah, you know, with you know, usually there's a property to buy or something, stuff, so you can yeah. do a heist or whatever. But as long as you play the game, you'll you, make the money. You can, and earn that's the, money, the point. Yeah. Is the you should be having fun playing the game to make the money. Yeah. How much fun is it if you drop $300 in to get a shark card and then you buy everything? It just seems yeah. really empty. Hey, look at all your cool digital stuff. Yeah. I mean, look. It's like, whoa, okay. This is so silly, but I remember when I bought a yacht. <laughs> I remember when we all bought yachts. Yeah. And our friend Mike was the first person to buy a yacht. And I was like, is it cool? And he's like, look, <laughs> really not a lot to do with it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like I won the game. Yeah. Because yeah. you earned a yacht. Yeah. And, and it's stupid and it doesn't really do anything for the game. Right, but it's right. just one of those things. It's kind of fun. But if I would have, you know, spent $200 getting three, you know, oh. it w- to buy a yacht would have probably cost you, what, $400 or something? Yeah, it's around that. You know, yeah. real money? Yeah, real real money, $400. I Which mean, is... you can't buy a yacht for $400 for real. <laughs> yeah, but, well, no. but, but yeah, in, in to translate the, that money into the... GTA money, like right. yeah, it was a it would be between like three and four hundred dollars. Yeah, which is crazy. So yeah. anyway, I just it's bad enough to do that to adults, but to do it to children, yeah, you know, and then and hearing you know what happened with your family, that's just awful. It's funny because to me, hearing Mike talk about winning the game, to me, the winning the game was when we figured out how to essentially game the heist oh, and yeah. make money, and I was like, oh, now we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, but we ha- still are doing the work. You're it's still fun. doing the work. I mean, look. You can do this thing called the Caiopedico Heist. Yeah. And you can do it by yourself or with your friends, and you can pretty much set it up in an hour. And Yeah. And you, it, and you, you can keep, be making upwards of like a million to two million dollars every hour. Yeah, every hour, two hours. So, you know. In and, GTA money, yeah. not in real life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I mean, it was fun. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 much better to be earning it rather than But it's than buy. sad that the kids would just rather buy than actually play the game to earn it. They just didn't have the experience of having to earn it, you know. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, the, you know. And they they were they're actually very regulated with how much like screen time they get. So like, you know, the hour of the day they get to play the game is not enough for them to earn up to what they want. Right, so they gotta, right. You know. It's different. I get it. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, Hasbro purchased Tiger Electronics, including the Laser Tag brand. Laser Tag. That's yeah. what we bought. We had the, uh, the, the the Tiger Electronics. Tiger Electronics. Laser Tag, Tag Larry and I. It was really big oh, in like 85, baby. 86. Yeah. Yeah, was, I think uh, it was like. It was probably 84, 85 that we bought it yeah. uh, for each other for Christmas. Uh, Laser Tag was bankrupt by 87. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a reason why. It was horrible. I don't know why Laser Tag Larry still plays it today. And he wears that weird thing around oh, his Oh, does he just vest. all the time? Yeah. His sensor? Yeah. yeah. And it just <laughs> goes off occasionally. <laughs> when he's at the, at the grocery store, yeah. <laughs> the laser set yeah. it off. He's like, I have to lay down now. I'm sorry. He doesn't take it off. He I goes died. through security. It's just really weird. He's, he's dying on a hill that nobody asked him to. It would be a great SNL skit of a guy wearing that. And just every time it beeps, he just lays down. He's like, well, I have to lay here for 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm dead. It's the rules. Uh, <laughs> we played that maybe once or twice. Oh, yeah. Laser Tag Larry does not. And now Laser Tag Larry is Laser Tag Larry forever. Doesn't deserve the moniker. 
Uh, Nerf branding replaced the labeling on all products in production beginning in 2012. In August 2012, Hasbro released the all-new laser tag line, which allows users to integrate an iPhone or an iPod Touch unit with the blasters. So you could literally, it was like having an app connected. I don't, I, it sounded really cool now sure. being 10 years it's later. The same th- so it's a little more accurate when it goes, yeah, and yeah. you know, you're still getting shot. You still have uh, oh, to tag. The associated laser tag app converts the smartphone into a HUD unit, which displays power levels in an online leaderboard. Okay. It's like a video game in real life. Nerfs. Uh, the app also offered augmented reality, unlockable attacks, and gear. How's that doing now? Is it doing really well? Uh, they're still making it. Okay. I mean, it's still out there, but I don't think it's as popular. Well, as... anything that gets the kids running around and playing with each exactly. other, I'm down for. Exactly. You know? It's like it's much better... To play laser tag in real life than to play the laser tag video game, yeah. which I can't imagine would be any fun. <laughs> no, no, it would not be. In 2004, Hasbro released the Nerf N-Strike, a blaster featuring the unique Unity power system that included three blasters that could be fired simultaneously or taken apart and fired individually. Okay. This is the era of where it gets super complicated. Super complicated. It's super expensive, too, by oh, the way. Crazy These now, crazy yeah. nerf weapons aren't cheapies. No. The Unity Power System introduced the tactical rail to nerf, and with it, the idea of interchangeable parts and multiple arrangements for maximum play action. Maximum play action. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. 2008 saw the arrival of the nerf Vulcan Blaster. One of the biggest and baddest blasters to date. Uh, it's literally a chain gun that shoots nerf darts, which is the, I believe, the gun you were talking about with Alex. All of this extra fire, firepower has come at a price, though. In 2008, Nerf had to recall its N-Strike recon blaster after at least 46 reports of kids sustaining injuries while firing the gun. The blaster's plunger firing mechanism had a nasty tendency of catching users' skin as it flew forward, Ow. which led to welts and bruises on kids' faces, necks, and chests. Well, If you get a welt from a Nerf gun while shooting it on your face, you're using it wrong. I guess. But those are the ones that had the little suction cups Yeah. at the end. So there was yeah. a little hard something. It wasn't just Nerf you were shooting at somebody. No. There was a little something-something on the end to give you a little pop. Well, I remember, because I, I definitely, I know with some Nerf guns, I definitely had the webbing between my thumb and finger get caught a number of times. Sure. Like and stuff, yeah. It happens but with it, real guns, too. It's gross. Well, God, I don't usually shoot real guns. Yeah. You're gonna. All right. That's what this year's uh, all about, the baby. The apocalypse is coming. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> learn. 2011 saw the introduction of the Nerf Vortex, a blaster that shot discs. Yes. Uh, disc blasters were first introduced with the Super, Mask disc sh- Super Max disc shooter in 1998. Super Max with two X's. Yeah, two X's. That's how you knew it's Super Max. <laughs> the blaster was poorly received, which caused Nerf to drop the idea of disc, disc blasters until the reintroduction in 2011. It was too late. You can't have Nerf discs because they just fly anywhere. There's no accuracy to them because yeah. they're just too light. They just flew, flap, 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 flap. It was very similar to those tiny disc guns you were talking about in the 80s, uh, mm. which actually were much older. I did a little research on them, and there was a Star Trek version in, like, the 60s. And It's crazy to me that they lasted so long because they were so dangerous. You can still buy them on eBay. I know. Well, you, you could buy them at stores. I don't know if they... Uh, well, I mean, probably. When we I bought them, look. I mean, there was no eBay when we were playing with the them. The dollar store. But I remember the, eventually it was those little little rubber pellets and like... They were pl- hard plastic pellets. You could pellets. hit those... Oh, the ones I had were hard rubber. But they were... They would... You could get hit in the eye. It was yeah. just... It was very unsafe. Oh, yeah. I'm but so, so surprised that the, Alex and I didn't lose an eye. The new ones are, are super safe, though, because now they're painted blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're fine. Uh, in 2012, Nerf Sports got an upgrade with the innovative new Fire Vision line that allowed the game to continue even as the sun went down. Using reflective Fire Vision technology and Fire Frames eyewear, players could see the ball with or without the lights on. That's cool. It is, it's pretty rad. I mean, you can play when it gets dark, you know, you don't have to go home. Fire Vision. Stay away from your nasty stepdad. No. Yeah. Every hour away was an hour of happiness. In February 2013, Hasbro announced the release of its Rebel line, a subline aimed at girls, with its first products released in fall of 2013. Really? Yeah. That's kind of sexist. Just reporting the news. <laughs> Were they all rose gold colored? They were all pink. Yeah. Hot pink. Ugh. Yeah. No, I don't know. I. It's just one of those. Like, they were... I, I, it seemed like they were trying to do a good thing, but it also, yeah, it's kind of like, okay. 
2013 also saw the release of the Centurion, a giant nerf dart blaster that uses mega darts, oversized darts that can still travel at high speeds. <laughs> the Centurion is the one that Jim shot me in the face with. I did. I didn't. You didn't mean, mean to. to. I know you didn't. I was carrying two Centurions. You were. <laughs> and I, I shot both of them and almost shot you in the face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are big ass guns. They man. are. They are. And I think it would be a blast to be a research and development person at oh, Nerf. I mean, yeah. to make these guns, how much fun would that be? Yeah. You're making firearms that don't kill people. Yeah. Yeah. They just take out an eye. But no. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it would be really fun to be, okay, now we're going to make a rail, <laughs> we're going to make a minigun. That shoots four thousand darts per second. Has one of the like has those yeah. uh, like ammo boxes that you got to like chunk into. It's got a tripod that you nail down because uh, there's so much. Oh, just give recoil. me a, give me a second because they definitely made something very similar to that. Oh man! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nerf celebrated its 45th anniversary in 2014 with expanded brand lines, improved blaster distances and performance, and design developments, including the first built-in blaster camera and free play-styled bash ball. It looked like a playable, like Bucky ball. You know, what Bucky ball is like it's almost like a soccer ball, but it has holes in it. Right, right. And like this blast ball, apparent or bash ball, was something they were trying to make a new sport with or something. I don't know. It just seemed kind of stupid, but but whatever. You know, people bought it. Hey, look! Almost fifty years later, at this point, they're still innovating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More power to them. In 2015, the Rival line of blasters was first released. The first products released were the Rival Apollo XV700 and the Rival Zeus MXV1200. <laughs> I take it back. I think the most fun would be naming these guns <laughs> it's just for like, Nerf. What the hell? These blasters fire a new type of ammunition known as... High Impact Rounds. Which are small foam balls that can reach a higher velocity than foam darts. Welcome back, welts. <laughs> The rival line is targeted towards an older audience, with each product listing the age of 14 plus on the box. Yeah, because older people, we want to hurt each other. <laughs> In 2016, Nerf developed its first remote-controlled blaster drone, the Nerf N-Strike Elite Terra Scout RC drone. Good lord, and how much was that? A lot. I don't know. I, it was a lot. With a live video feed and camera feature, 18 dart clip for remote bombardment, and ability to function in and outdoors, Nerf continues to build upon its superior blaster technology. Okay. I'm starting to think that Nerf <laughs> is owned by the Department of Defense, <laughs> and they're just training little soldiers for I, the, you know, the I, next generation of warriors. Surprise me at all. I mean, because all of this is like... Good Lord, man. The Nerf battlefield today with your drones and your chain guns. Oh, yeah, and your, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, definitely at this point, one can ask, what is too much? I definitely think the Nerf N-Strike Elite Terra Scout RC drone is a little too much. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, when in, well, in 2019, Nerf released the Nerf Ultra, a blaster that could shoot darts 120 feet. Oh, that's so dangerous. In 2021, the Hyper line of blasters was announced. Initial products include the Hyper Rush 40, Hyper Siege 50, and Hyper Mach 100. Hyper Mach 100. <laughs> Hyper rounds are similar in design to rival rounds, but are smaller and made of a thermoplastic elastomer material that is more rubber-like than the foam used in rival rounds. And recently... Nerf has come up with a new ammunition made out of metal <laughs> that you use a small explosion and some powder to push the metal thing out of a <laughs> copper tube and through the gun, and it shoots thousands of feet. It goes really far. Stevens, Stevens, why did we never think of this before? I don't know. It hurts, though. It hurts <laughs> real bad. I need the hospital. <laughs> no, Stevens. Well, no. regardless, the annual sales for Nerf continues to hover around the $400 million mark every year. Of course, you are never, ever, people are never, ever, ever, ever going to tire of shooting at each other. Yeah. Kids are never going to tire of shooting at each other or having guns. <laughs> I mean, look, it is in our DNA. Yeah. Guns in this country. I'm surprised that with your baby blanket, you don't get a little gun. You know, it's yeah, just like yeah. this is the way. And look. Nerf is fun, and 
you know, we all started out with the balls and stuff, and they still sell the footballs and the oh, baseballs yeah. and no, all that it, stuff sells it's really still well. The, yeah, they're still very high selling. It's yeah. not just the guns. No, uh, no, no, no. And no. Then the drones and the Nerf aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> and your own Nerf helicopter. The Nerf 16,000 uh, nuclear silo. <laughs> it shoots a 400-pound Nerf glob <laughs> almost 3,000 feet. Um, Nerf is great. It's so much fun. It is dangerous. I will have to say, a Nerf thing that shoots 120 feet. That is crazy. Considering that you know people are going to shoot somebody at three feet with something yeah. that goes 120 yeah. feet. That's some velocity. That's going to hurt no matter what. And but a, a tiny little not Nerf plastic ball? <laughs> oh. Like, you're you're at the point, when does it not become Nerf anymore? Right, exactly. You know? I mean, even when they put the, the suction cup ends on yeah. the thing, it's still not really Nerf. And the one that I shot you in the face <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it hurt so much is because there were like little the, hard plastic the tips. End. Yeah, the end was you know? just a little more dense than than the rest of so it. So it was like yeah. maybe twelve feet from you, which is yeah. way way too close to it shoot. It doesn't. It, I mean, I, to be honest, I was surprised you had that good of accuracy. Surprised we didn't get fired, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but still, it's like it's still fun. Look, I I I know it was a horrible thing to do, but the second that I shot you, I loved it. <laughs> Until you, I almost killed you. Yeah. Then I felt really Until badly. I screamed at you. <laughs> but yeah. it's like all day. You know, it was their fault for bringing the darts. First of all, I, I that don't is disagree. too much of a temptation. I know for a child know. like me. Yeah, no and control. I was, and I was shooting the darts, and I was like, oh, I gotta shoot him. But I just picked the wrong moment. I think that wasn't the first time you shot me that day. You shot me outside, but it was from far enough away, yeah. and, and it just, like, hit me in the stomach. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. No, it was a much safer... I think it was because you literally go, Adam, and I, as I turned <laughs> around, you shot me. <laughs> like, that is what really look, got me. Look, people don't really appreciate getting shot, you know? It's a surprise shot. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you shoot them with. It's not a great experience. Yeah. It's not something that people are looking for. It's like being like, hey, look out, and turning around and getting a football to the solar plexus. It's not a fun sitch. I will say there was a moment Phoebe and I had been dating for a couple years, and when she moved in here, I was helping her pack, and I found three Nerf guns, and I was like, "Oh!" And she's like, "Yeah." To her, when she lived downtown, she used to have Nerf wars with people in her building. Nice. Like I was like, "Oh, okay." Like it's this weird, like learning something new about somebody. Like, "Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah." Nerf wars, man. We still have them. It's great. I have a Nerf gun at home. Like, at home. I have a Nerf gun in my room. Uh, it's not, you know, they're fun. They're super fun. I, I always I always appreciate it. It did appreciate the fact that I was not an athlete and that it made me feel like I could at least participate. Yeah. I mean, that was the, that's the greatest thing about Nerf. It's not all these guns and people shooting at each other. It was just fun, and that's fine. But Nerf, at its core, was a great equalizer. And, yeah. you know, any kid could play basketball if you put the hoop on the back of the door. Any kid could throw a football, Mm -hmm. a Nerf football, and catch it, too. It it made you feel like you were better at it than you were. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, how many times did you play, like, three flies up with with Nerf, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you, everybody's in a a pile, and one guy throws the ball, and whoever catches it three times wins. Three flies up. Three flies up, yeah. Um, Anyway, Nerf's... (laughs) Nerf. 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 Uh, I loved Nerf. I don't, I, don't have, I don't think I have any Nerf guns now. I don't know if I even... I know I have a Nerf football. Because even yeah. up to recently, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I would go to the park. Oh, we'd yeah. play basketball, and we'd throw the baseball around, and then we'd yeah. throw the Nerf football around. Right. We right. still played with the Nerf football instead of a real football because it was more fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, it but was she threw really weird. hard. And <laughs> I didn't want to take it to the face. All right, well, we're out of time, so uh, that's all I got for Nerf. Get yourself a Nerf football if you don't already have one. Play with your friends. It's the holidays. Yeah. It's a great time to get together and toss something around. and Or, hell, buy some guns and shoot at each other. I don't yeah. care. But have some fun and get together with your friends and do some Nerfing. Yeah, go uh, outside and play. Yes, which is great. Don't get Nerf video games. That's dumb. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, we're going to be back next week with something I'm really excited yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe. This is going to be my favorite. It uh, is. Uh, I'm a... Yeah. I'm a big G.I. Joe guy, like the big G.I. Joes. Like, uh, right, and I'm a fan of the right, right. smaller G.I. Joes. I, was, so. I remember uh, my friend Phil, uh, his brother was younger than us, Chuck. And this was about the time 
you know, when you're newly out of toys mm -hmm. and you're into girls or whatever, but you're mm -hmm. too old to play with toys. But Chuck, he had all of the the little G.I. Joes, and I would just, like, I was so fascinated with yeah. them and so jealous. Yeah. Because I was a big nerdy kid who just wanted to play with toys. Right. Still am. Right. Really rested <laughs> development, baby. But, uh, yeah, so next week we're going to gonna gonna join the the Team Joe. It has a really interesting backstory, so I'm excited to talk about it. It does. It was actually made by a pacifist. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> you tell the story. I, I will let you know <laughs> next week. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Go, Joe. Yeah. It's either cuns. Cuns. What the cun is. Whoop -de -doop. Woo. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, Fantasy Island, already in progress. <laughs> <laughs>